done to what sounded like a good idea at the time, the bi-weekly podcast that we tried not to confuse you with, but we already talked about bi-weekly last time, right? Yes. It's been a confusing word. I don't know. It's not our fault. No, 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 no. Uh, Talk to Miriam Webster or whoever you'd like to, or I don't know, God, I don't know. Yeah, either one. We're here to shed more clarity than bi-weekly by talking about whatever we feel like. And today... That's what we're doing. My name is Caroline. And I'm Hannah. And we're so glad you joined us today. Hello. Hello. Updates. How are you? Everything Uh, good? Doing great. (laughs) I am becoming an aunt this week and I'm very excited to be the best aunt who's ever existed. Um, Yes. And I have no doubt that that will happen. How about you? What's going on with you? Um, well, congratulations to your sister, Annabeth, you. who made oh, some point. Thanking me, and I was like, thank I was, you, I'm working was, very hard. I am working very hard to be the best person in that child's <laughs> life. Um, I, now that she is a mother, I, she will probably never listen to us again. That's <laughs> so exactly right. That is what happens here. She will, she will never hear this, but congratulations, Annabeth, and congratulations to you for becoming an aunt. That's very exciting. Thank you. I'm very excited. I feel very invested in this child's life. Um, I have, I've had several aunts, one of whom is just bar none excellent so that's who i'm hoping to be like so we'll oh, see. Yes. Yeah, ones are fine also i mean i love them obligatorily so if, right. if, if i screw up at least there's that baseline you know right. exactly exactly um well yeah everything's good with me as well not not uh any impending anthood so well that's too that's, bad immediately you started off with something i can't beat <laughs> that is how i like to run things around here because that can be the end of our episode and then that'll be light editing for me <laughs> exactly exactly well, um, you had the idea to do a favorite things episode. This is our last episode of April. Yes. Um, and kind of feels like, like, you know, for us here in North Carolina, uh, vaccines are rolling out nicely. Yes. We uh, got an update today that one third of North Car- Carolinians are fully vaccinated, which is very exciting. And for you and I, we are officially one week from the fully vaccinated effects or whatever. That's like, right. Uh, yes. In one week, week, we will be considered fully vaccinated. So that's exciting. We got our, if you followed us on Instagram, you probably did not know that Hannah survived her vaccine because she stopped creating content for us, but we did get our second dose on the same I, day. I, I did <laughs> crash and burn pretty hard. <laughs> and I was like, here's a cool thing. Let's both update. And because I had zero effects, I stopped <laughs> updating yet. Here you are flexing hard on Pfizer where I coasted through with Moderna. Right. right. It wasn't a good look. Although, um, what is that they're saying about if you have a bad reaction, it means your immune system is stronger? That's yeah, what I'm hearing. that's what I hear. But you know what? That's fine. My- <laughs> it just feels scientific, honestly. That feels, that feels very legit. Well, my 85-year-old grandmother also got Moderna with no effects. So I feel like I'm in very okay. good company. Well, that's true. That's true. Um, anyway, so it's, it's all feeling positive. Um, the kids are, for me, in school pretty regularly. And I was just thinking I haven't seen you that much in person because we have been just trying to get out like you know school kind of exhausts kids yeah well it's been a real a real disparity for me I've because you actually brought this to my attention so thank you for adding angst to my life that you're welcome that's what I'm here for <laughs> that we are still doing virtual kindergarten over here only for a couple more weeks Nora Beth will be going back um in early May to finish her last month of school in person and I'm very excited she'll be going every day it's gonna be great but until like the last couple of weeks, your kids have only been going like two days a week and now they're going four days a week. So we were getting together in the afternoons for everyone to kind of get energy out and socialize. But now that yours are back pretty much full time, um, 
they're kind of done in the afternoon yeah. and poor little Nora Beth is just searching for some social connection and guess where she isn't finding it. <laughs> guess who's burnt out? Mommy. <laughs> That's right. And all of her friends now because right. they're just like not as interested and she's been like building things up in her head all day that she's going to show and it's been very sad. So. Right, right. She will soon she will soon join their ranks and it'll be glorious for her. Yeah, I told you like virtual school has really gone well considering that we have been doing this since August and yes. she's been she has been a champ. It's gone great. I'm very pleased with her school and how they've structured um virtual learning, but I can tell we're reaching the end of the ability for that to continue to be effective. Um, it, her school is a Greek immersion school because we're very fancy and um, she gets very intimidated by Greek class as as would many of us not who are not of Greek descent. But um, David <laughs> peeked his head in last week because we could tell like after spring break, she was just having kind of a hard time getting back in the groove. Right. And the teacher was asking her a question and he was watching her just mouth the answers to her. And the teacher was like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. And she's just like sitting there mouthing the words so that the teacher would tell her to sign out of Zoom. And I was like, <laughs> so David like ruined all chill and was like, can you hear me? And the teacher was like, oh, yes, I can. So he really blew her cover. <laughs> he really did. He really did. But I was really, I was really proud of that little manipulator I for, really, for figuring out a way. Exactly. Exactly. And also like refusing to be embarrassed in front of the class. Like she was like, I simply won't be participating. <laughs> This is an audio issue. It's not me. I don't know what to tell okay. you. It's not me. I also like, will be doing nothing lie. about this. Find the lie over your Wi-Fi connection. I don't know. You can't hear you me. Can't, you can't prove her wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> thankfully, we, we had a real reset after that. And she's been great. But I was totally like, you know what? I think that maybe maybe the bloom is off the rose here. Right. I, think, in school. I think the, the writing is on the wall. Yes. <laughs> we might quite possibly be done yeah so sorry to greek culture that we have been avoiding you but we appreciate your yogurt we appreciate your baklava and many other things that you provide us your tourist destinations yeah i've never been there but yes your olive oil tree. yeah many of your imports i appreciate <laughs> right exactly we appreciate um, your restaurants that we have every week yeah well um, one thing i don't i think i interrupted you before we talked about what this episode was going to be about did we ever tell people did we? I don't, I don't know. know. We <laughs> let into it. Well, we call that a pregnant pause. Uh, yes. It's our favorite things episode. But yes. I was going to tell you something that happened this week that was not a favorite. Okay. Let's let's, let's start, start it off well. Yeah. Uh, the Oscars. The Oscars were on Sunday. And oh, what, right. a, what a bizarre event that was. Uh, have you? Did you watch any of it? Of course, I did not watch any of it. As you know, okay. I just wait for the like most awkward things that happen listicles. Yeah, there it was so strange. Like, so they delayed the Oscars. Typically, it's in February this year. It was now. Um, and I thought, OK, well, after over a year of virtual events and award ceremonies, they will figure this right, out. Right. This should at this point. What are we still guessing about? Yeah. And they had a lot in person. And it was so strange um they didn't have a host which i think is fine they didn't last year i don't think yeah but, I, think, um, I think it was last year they, they didn't go but they scored steven soderbergh as the producer which was very strange because it's like so is this supposed to be like a glitzy right that's like, an interesting move. yeah so regina king started it off and she's a goddess and looked amazing and she's like talking as she's like striding into um wherever they held it um and there's like all of this like big credits, opening scenes, credits going on. And it looks like this big box office thing. And right. then it delivered 
very little. I'm fine with having a host, but like there was no levity to it. There was no lightness. It was just, you know, the Oscars are typically (laughs) criticized for being so self-congratulatory to the industry. And this was that time's 25,000. So they had like former winners like Laura Dern, Reese Witherspoon, like act as not just category presenters, but they had like these long monologues where they would like give personal congratulations to each nominee. And it was just very much like, why am I watching this? Like, I don't. Yes, yes. But I did because of you listeners. That's the only reason I trudged through this. Right. Um, Additionally, there was some conversation that very few people have seen any of the movies that were nominated this year because the film industry has been so like, you're either paying a premium to stream it or figure out how to watch these movies. So already there was like not the same buzz around, I think think many of the films right Uh, but i was just reading before we recorded so what they did i ended up falling asleep because i was just so uninterested (laughs) that they decided to switch up the order of awards this year yes okay i read about this okay yeah so typically they end with best picture right but instead they were going to switch it up and end with best actor which everyone assumed meant that chadwick boseman would win and it would be like this emotional Right. High that then that would end the show. Right. Instead, Anthony Hopkins won and wasn't even in attendance. So, <laughs> so, um, so Joaquin Phoenix, who presented the award, like accepted it on Anthony Hopkins behalf and was like, okay, bye. And just watched, walked off the stage. And that was the end of the entire show. That is, that is bizarre. That's like one of the things I read about. Like people were like, why would you go through the whole, why would you change like best actor to be the end? And then it's like, they were like, obviously one of two people have to win. Nothing against Anthony Hopkins winning. He he deserves it. Right. He deserves it. But also why would you make this whole big show of it? Because that's at that point just awkward. Right. And for Anthony Hopkins. Also like for Chadwick Boseman in a way, like his family even came out and made a statement and they were like, he was very, like uh, Anthony Hopkins was very deserving of this. We're not offended. But it was like, they even had to come out with that because so many people were like, it felt like the show was very much built around Chadwick Boseman having his right. big moment and, and, and he had swept every award show up to now. And so it felt like ABC even came out and they're like, yes, we did take a calculated risk in changing this up. And it's like, do you think that <laughs> and maybe also, we didn't do any calculations? <laughs> right. And by that, we mean, oh, we were hoping this worked out for us. But then like jerks, they didn't. were like, but you know what? We still won because everyone's talking about it. And isn't that what we want in the end? Oh, <laughs> well, my gosh. Sure. I hate that. I hate, I mean, it's so I'm so over the self-congratulatory nature. And if it's not going to be an entertaining thing, then it's like you're sitting in on um, like a war, like like a business. Like somebody's seminar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or like, you know, if you in whatever field you work in, a lot of times, like there are times that different employees in those fields will be recognized. Right. And like a nice dinner for like other people in the industry. Yes. Not this. (laughs) Like just do that then. Like we don't need to all be in that at that point. (laughs) Well, the ratings tanked. They were like half of what last year's were. And last year was like half of the previous years. So they did not do well. But a lot of people are saying that was due to the fact that so few people had seen any of the movies. Um, right. Which right. I think I mean, is that's interesting. A fair, that's a fair point. 
So, so it wasn't all bad news. Uh, women did very well, uh, not just in best actress categories where they were assured a victory, but Chloe Zhao won best director for Nomadland. Um, which is awesome. Yes. Frances McDormand also won best actress for Nomadland. I haven't seen it, but I love everything with Frances McDormand. Yeah. Um, and Chloe was the second female director to ever win, which is very exciting for her. And then Emerald Discipl- fin- Disciplining for Society as a whole, but still progress. So, okay. <laughs> we'll call that a wash, but we'll right. take a win when we can. But right. Emerald Fennell or Fennell, I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce her last name. Um, she won for best screenplay for Promising Young Woman. Um, I'm dying to watch that. She, yes, me too. Um, she was, her speech was very, very charming because she was very obviously shocked that she won. Um, but she was, is pregnant with her second baby, but was talking about, she was heavily pregnant during the filming of Promising Young Woman. Um, and she was like, thankfully my, baby decided to stay in until after filming because I crossed my legs the whole time. Like, but it just made me think about like what an accomplishment for women that you would, I think people in society tend to think that a pregnant woman maybe has less capacity to work as hard, but she was in the latest stages of pregnancy. Um, Right. You know, running this movie. So congratulations to her and her dress was very pretty. She looked great. So, and that is what counts when we are talking about female achievements. Right. So anyway, that's my, not my favorite things, but I was very thrilled for those two. Um, and that's it. I well, MIA won, yes, exactly. MIA won her Grammy, like I think on her due date. Oh, that's back right. In the day. I forgot about that. Yeah. I, and I think she like went and then um, one of the models in Rihanna's, I think first fashion, first show for um, Savage by mm-hmm. Fenty um, was like, walking on her due date and like went into labor from the show or something like that. That's amazing. And so I just think I I love seeing like not only women, but pregnant women out there like doing stuff in front of people, (laughs) you know, like just women at all stages. Yeah. And I, there's something to me about a pregnant woman doing it versus like, I very much am pleased when women who are postpartum are achieving big things, but there's also a weird pressure postpartum to prove how much you have accomplished. Yes. So yes. I do like it and not to, like, being do the like snap back, you know, yes. which we all hate to talk about. So, yes. So I do prefer that she was pregnant and did all of this than like, oh, I started filming two days postpartum and look what I did. Right. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Because it's a different level of like, yes, I do like when when pregnant women can kick ass but also i would like us also to celebrate rest for women yes completely so, well like mandy moore together mandy moore who i like very much um yes. just had a baby he's very cute um and but she returned to work like three weeks later and i'm not shaming her for doing that because certainly i understand that we don't all get leave the way we should but i was like uh, i i hate to see it also because like yes she's doing what she needs to do and i appreciate that but at the same time uh, i don't like to see like this glamorized i just had a baby and look at me fitting in my costume you know what i mean like yes yes yes. i think that she was trying to do that but when i saw that she was back at work i was like "Mm, i don't know right right exactly i feel Um, conflicted (laughs) yes yes because truly like as many people who can draw attention to the fact that f- whole families need time when a new yes. baby comes yeah. of any sort of any, any sort of arrival, you yeah. know, um, 
any addition to the family needs a break, like needs an adjustment period. And for a lot of reasons. So, yeah. So anyway, that's what I'm not loving. (laughs) Is there anything that you are not loving before we talk about favorites? Um, uh, well, okay. I have some, I have some thing. Well, yes. Okay. So I told you, (laughs) well, I was trying to figure out how to pull this thing. So I was going to discuss it in favorite things because I originally thought it was a favorite thing. But have since changed my opinion, oh, and it is personal wow. towards you. <laughs> okay, well, that I'm hating this. <laughs> um, okay, so you reckon, and of course, it's either at this point I have like five different people who are like excellent book recommenders. So I'm now instead okay, well, of putting it on my Instagram, I'm feeling competition. <laughs> <laughs> well, the last time I put it on Instagram, I was like either the one of the following people said this, and then it turns out it was our Chris. Yeah, so you <laughs> didn't even give credit right, to. Who I didn't even give credit to i tried i did later but much later and i hope that story ended up loading because sometimes they don't but anyway um so you recommended fitness junkie oh and yes i can't remember the author's name it's i think it's joe a co-author joe piazza oh, yes, yes, and uh plum sykes i think who co-wrote it yes and um i was so into it in the beginning and um light spoilers for the book if you're if you don't want to know it anything about it i won't I, obviously i haven't finished it so i th- I think i probably made it about 30 to 40 percent of the way through mm-hmm. um but i stopped so i liked that the satirical nature of it like i liked that it's basically a commentary on um women and just the obsessive obsession with fitness and fitness culture and diet culture and wellness culture, especially and um, like how women, the optics of a woman in a leadership or externally facing position yes. need to look right. So the background of the story is um, the main character, Janie is uh, having breakfast with her best friend of her entire life, named Bo and they are from the South moved to New York city and started a fashion company together. He does, he designs wedding dresses and she markets them. And in the opening pages of the book, he's very upset with her because she's photographed at New York fashion week. I think beside Anna Wintour eating Mm -hmm. a pastry and he's berating her. And then he's berating her about her weight and the fact that she's gained 30 pounds and she's telling him she's had a tough year. And he says she's, she can't, she has to take a time off the company and lose 30 pounds and then come back. And so it's immediately like the, the thing that it's, it's fascinating because it tells, it it takes the opportunity to like explicitly say a lot of these like unsaid things that like these unsaid expectations. And um, it's kind of a look at like, what if we were all saying those things that we don't always say, like, you know, but that we feel the expectations of. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Janie then goes through like all these different crazes. She has, of course, I, I assume tons of money at her disposal and is going into like different fitness crazes and wellness cleanses. And then her best friend is a person who is constantly on a different diet. And um, so I liked it for those reasons. But then when it got into the psychology of her relationship with this best friend, mm-hmm. it was like very clearly abusive like yes. and manipulative. And I was just kind of, you know, she ends up running into him slash not running into him at that same breakfast place later. And then he's clearly trying to flaunt like another person who's younger and skinnier in front of her and um, like looks at her and kind of like sneers. And it's just, and then, you know, visiting her past, it seems very manip, like he was very manipulative. So Correct. 
I'm like, that's, but she, it's like, she hasn't quite gotten there yet in the book. Right. So I'm like, "Eh, well, okay. And then there's also (laughs) like, it seems like she has no problem like running into and meeting like people who want to go on a date with her and like all these things. Like, so I'm like, there's no, there's not really any tension. I didn't love that. And mm-hmm. everything was kind of explicitly stated and like, instead of it's like, make, make the reader get there and understand it without and you haven't finished it. it. You haven't finished it, right? Correct. So have you gotten to the part where they discover the workout? Yes. Okay. I, I would, I agree with you that there's a lot that is like, yeah, just very explicit. <laughs> where it's like okay we can do some subtlety or some nuance but right 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 um, yeah not not explicit like nothing is like explicitly um adult themed or anything oh, like no, that no, no, like, not like that but i just mean like it's lack of subtlety <laughs> yes like, yes yes um but it does get better okay, so, so if you can't plot through it that's no big deal um it's i mean ultimately the payoff is it's a like very light-hearted chiclet book but yes I do like the introduction of the workout just because it's very humorous the way that, yes. I mean, everyone is in such like cult-like fitness clubs right now. Like, I, I mean, yes. I say that as somebody who my favorite thing is Peloton right now. Um, and it feels like that, you know, like if you're doing right. the workout. Um, so I think that it stays pretty satirical and funny, but I do, if you know, hey, it's it's not nuanced. It's not like... Pulitzer Prize winning writing, right, right, but right. the general like themes are pretty fun. Um, yes, I did. Th- I did enjoy read because then I, you know, I was trying to make like all these connections, and I actually wonder. So they talk a lot about um, shamans being like the trendy. Oh, thing. right, right. And it's like the one of the mo- one of the women is like, oh, I met three other shamans this week, like all these moms in my kids' preschool, and so I also I wondered if that was the author's way of um, kind of like poking at like the witch trend of oh, sorts. Yes. Like, I felt you know, like that with people who are life coaches where it's like, maybe that's can, it. Like, maybe that's it. Throw, I, I can't remember what year this was written. It was, it's not new. Um, oh, okay. So probably more so life coaches then. Yeah, maybe, but I think you're right about like, the, but I think that you could read this any year and be like, well, that definitely right. with that, but I feel right. that way with like the way the witch trend or um, life coaches of like, who isn't right now? Like, right. Exactly. <laughs> like at this point, we all identify somehow in some of these ways. So like, let's, but it is funny too, because the characters are so serious when they're talking about, um, you know, meeting you know and falling in love with a shaman in the middle of nowhere and then losing love and coming home and <laughs> right. like it's it's just i really did enjoy a lot of that part and like the different f- crazes like there truly is like a craze and a diet like every month or anything and, yeah right right and um in real life that's you know I, that's why we specifically talk about loving jordan saya and fitness personalities like him who yes. f- fitness influencers who are constantly saying like okay there is no magic you know, yes, it's exercise, just, walk, yeah, eat healthy, yeah. and you know, short of having any health problems outside, you know, these are the things you need to do. But like, it does seem like she is like, all right, well, here's my life. I'm 40. I'm divorced. I need. What do I do next? And then like, kind of lets her friends and family come in and say like, all right, do this. And I do, I do like the relationships that form there. So yeah, and I think I did like again. It wasn't particularly nuanced or like delicate in how it was set up. But I think unpacking for all of us some 
trauma that would be obvious to other people as abusive behavior or toxic relationships that we can't see in ourselves that do impact us later. Like, I think we've probably all been in relationships that anyone else would be like, that is not a good relationship for you. Even if it's just a friendship, but we're like, no, I mean, it's my best friend. So I've certainly been in those. Right, exactly. So, and if you haven't, maybe you're the abuser. So, if you haven't, take a few steps backwards. If you haven't in your skinny, the problem is you. (laughs) Exactly. No, no question. Um, (laughs) I, I, so yeah, I, the reason I say it's not my favorite thing is because I was like super, super couldn't put it down. And then Mm -hmm. I was like, "Mm, I could take it or leave it. Yeah, it does kind of drag there for a a bit. I don't doubt that. Uh, Or I don't begrudge you that. Okay, so I felt the exact same way in a completely different genre of book. Um, I have to pull up the title of it because, of course, once once I stop reading it, then. Right. Well, there's so many over. And then I'm constantly saying to you, did I read this book? And you're like, no, (laughs) you always know. (laughs) I don't think you did. Um, Well, now I'm not going to be able to find it. Hang on. Hang on. I was hoping not to take breaks for my very sanity, but hang on. Okay. Okay. I just finished the book last week. Uh, It's by Eliza Maxwell called The Unremembered Girl. Okay. I thought it was going to be cult adjacent uh, because it happens in the deep woods of Texas with a moonshiner family. I immediately Um, picked that up. Yes. And a stepfather with a fanatical grassroots ministry who's lost his church. So I'm like, this is exactly for me. Uh, And then I thought it was going to be kind of like a thriller. It isn't either of those things. I couldn't really stop reading it, except then when I did stop reading it, I was like, I don't know if I can pick that up again. Um, okay. The reviews on Amazon call it a modern gothic thriller. But I think, I don't know if I would tell you that I recommend it. The, the reviews are excellent. I don't doubt it. I see why they are. But it is a book that delivers very little satisfaction in the end. Um, okay. It's about this girl who kind of escapes from a sex trafficking ring, essentially. Um, and is taken in by this family who does moonshine and the dad is like this fanatical preacher, but the mom and the main character guy, Henry are wonderful people. Um, and you kind of uncover like all of this different twists and turns about the family, but they're ultimately trying to revive this girl back to life essentially. And she's, she's an adult. She and Henry fall in love and it does feel very much like, okay, well, she's going to be restored. They're going to have a very normal life. That'll be the the payoff. And it is not at all. But oh. it's a very, um, it's just a very heavy kind of sad book. And when it reaches its climax and conclusion, you're like, yeah, that is probably the most satisfactory ending possible. Uh-huh. But I feel like I haven't won anything, if that okay. makes sense. Yes. So, I don't know that I don't know whether to tell you I can't recommend it as a favorite thing. I liked it a lot, but I feel like if I recommended it to anybody, I have to be like, it's real dark. And so if you're like up for that and knowing that there is not a happy ending, then sure, read it because it's worth it. Otherwise, I I am deadly curious and don't plan to read it. So can we give a small spoiler warning for the next 60 seconds and you <laughs> okay. tell me, yeah, you yeah. Tell, tell it how it ends for those of us who are really curious. Spoiler okay. warning if you're going to read the book. Fast oh, forward yeah, one okay. minute. Perfect. Okay. So basically the mom who has taken in the girl 
um, like she finds her in the woods. They kind of bring lure her into the house. And the mom, as she's on her deathbed of cancer, tells Henry, who's already in love with the girl, um, who does not have a name until later in the book because she has always been abused. And so she's never been named. They just okay. call her girl, whoever is abusing her, um, said, like, I'm really sorry that I brought her here. I think she's going to ruin your life. But I know we're all too far in now for this not to happen. Okay. 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 So the girl and Henry fall in love. Then later it's discovered that the girl is pregnant um, from one of her sex trafficking encounters. Um, And Henry is determined to raise the baby and create this family. And it seems like things are really going well. Like Eve is what they ultimately name her. And she um, seems to be really turning a corner. But once the baby is born, um, she falls into an even deeper depression because when she sees the baby, who's a boy, she only sees him as a monster and right. the product of something horrible. And she keeps trying to kill the baby. Um, so again, like this is not like a happy book. Right. Right. Um, and Henry ultimately tries to get her help and feels like the girl ends up killing the dad, the like fanatical preacher. And anytime she's in a negative uh, anything situation with a man, she tries to kill them. She tries to kill the baby. Henry intervenes and they go across the creek to try to give, it's like in the backwoods of Texas. Right. So they're on a boat going across the swamp to go to a family who has said that they will take the baby until Eve gets better. Uh-huh. Um, and when they get there, Henry realizes the baby isn't there anymore. Eve has just dropped it off the back of the boat. Um, to oh my sink gosh. In the you end up finding out that it was just the baby's car seat. Henry did this as a test to her to see if she would actually hurt the baby in front of him or not. So the baby is ultimately not killed, but you think okay. that it is. Yeah. But when he sees that the baby's car seat is there, he looks at Eve and he's like, what are you doing? And then she jumps off the boat and kills herself. So it's like... Yikes. Yeah. It's real heavy, but, but you're kind of like, I don't see how it could ever end any other way. Right, right. It's really well done. Then you find like Henry has the baby safe. Everything's good. But it's also like, ah, I don't know. Right. But it probably is a very realistic look of somebody who has been raised unwanted from the beginning of her life and has never received love and is as an adult only been um abused and mistreated you know right, it's like right did you read um i'm sure you did uh like in high school and growing up in church um re- redeeming love did oh 100 yeah okay so i feel like that's the concept that you like expect of if somebody just loves you enough you can be right. redeemed to like full health and i don't think that that is always the case right i mean it's like all you need is like good love and it's like no no you need a lot of therapy <laughs> Right. And you need a lot of professional help. And basically this girl like refuses everything. They try to get her a doctor. They try to get her these things and she just won't have it. So yeah, it's very dark. It is a very good book. It's just like when I, when I finished it, I was like, ah, well. Yeah. Like, okay. That's it. Here's where we're at. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like I didn't feel good about it. I didn't, but it was a good book. So I don't know if you're in the mood for something real dark, there's, there's your book. (laughs) Right. Right. So well, I'm not, I'm not bummed that I read it. I right. also would be real hesitant suggesting it to anybody. Okay. Well, okay. So then let's move on to things we are liking. Okay. 
great. Do you want to start? <laughs> um, okay. Well, I'm finally, and I'm, this is going to be useful to no one because I'm the last one, but I'm finally <laughs> audiobooking Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Oh, okay. I also have not read it or okay, listened so to it. So it's basically just me and you. <laughs> Everyone else has already done this. And it's, it's so good. Like, I'm, I'm not like, Every time I see a memoir, I've got to have it. But I have been wanting hers for a while and just I just haven't picked it up. And I knew I wanted to do the audiobook because she reads it. And um, I started my, my neighbor the other day was like, oh, I've just got this. And I'm like, you know, I've got that. I've, I've been trying I've been meaning to read that. And she and I both get do Libby, like probably mm-hmm. all of us. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm like, well, let me put it on the whole. I'm sure I'll get it in like three months or something right, like that. Right. I actually ended up getting it. Two weeks later. Oh, wow. And, um, because everyone audio, else has already read it. <laughs> yeah, everyone's done. And, um, audiobooks you only get for like a way shorter amount of time than regular books on mm-hmm. Libby. So I just realized I only have six days left and I'm 15% through and I don't get in the car a lot. <laughs> so, um, but it is one that like I just want to keep listening to. And it's all, it's just all these stories about, um, kind of like Glennon's assumption or not assumption, it's not the right word. Her, assertion at the beginning is that women as a whole are so tamed and just kind of like shows through her life the way that's happened okay. and her thoughts on how not to repeat that for her daughters Got it. so i'm just so into it and um i think you will be too i definitely think you should check it out okay i'll look into it i'm yes. you know i don't typically but that's fine right. I'll you're not going to so it's fine but i'll just i'll probably end up telling you what Okay, yeah, yeah. Tell, me, tell me the summary and that'll be great. <laughs> the summary is you've been tamed. Follow your instincts. <laughs> okay, well, great, because I'm going to remain untamed and not listen to it. So. Right, exactly, exactly. The, um, uh, the summary of 15% of it, at least. <laughs> well, I did um, describe Jane Ellis to her preschool teacher yesterday as a little bit tamed, a lot untamed. So that does track actually just nicer than feral which is yeah i did delete feral just in case she wasn't familiar with the term in lieu in 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 correlation with a child again again, like do we want that in writing like in the in the event i just don't think we need to be you should be typing your child is feral unless it's one of your best friends right i shouldn't be influencing like year-end reviews of my uh, job right. that like, way, we're getting so. real close let's just let's, <laughs> let's just coast this, this out, out. Let's yeah. pretend you're not getting the messages that say what could have happened at school today like, that's right that's uh, the move at this point like why about we're so close <laughs> okay i have very different things but i'm only gonna do one at a time so we can do a little um a little volleying back and forth how does that sound perfect great okay uh i recommended to you but then you happened to finish it before i did or at least the available episodes um there's yes. a new podcast called in god we lust that uh, is, they released two episodes i'm i don't know what day they release episodes it's not oh today so there's oh, a third perfect. episode that just got released today yes. um and i the co-hosts are fine they're my least favorite thing about the entire podcast but um it is following the breakdown of jerry falwell and his wife becky falwell ultimately leaving liberty university due to a sex scandal with a pool boy in miami and i am so into it Uh, this was made for me personally this this (laughs) podcast was made for me i am 
devouring it. Like I, I almost am like, I shouldn't have started this. I should have waited till I could binge it. Yes. I know this about myself, but like when you told me about it, I immediately downloaded it. Yes. And flew through. Well, it came out from Wondery and I think Wondery is maybe my favorite podcast network. I haven't yes. quite decided, but Wondery is very high up there. Anything they put out that I've listened to, I love. Um, so I got, because I've listened to so many Wonderies, when I opened my, um, podcast app, like everything was Wondery presents and god we lost like a little trailer and i uh-huh. was like okay well immediately i'm taken by that title and then i listened exactly. to the summary and i was like this is the perfect podcast because really like for um a controversial political figure to or religious figure to go down this story could not have been written any better um truly for america so right again some people are just out there doing the hard work for everyone and no one is recognizing the falwells for that right thank you falwells um (laughs) right but they so yeah the first three episodes are now out uh but it is a very fast listen and it is very good it is unbelievably good yeah i think the episodes are like 30 minutes or something they're not long um and And very good listen the co-hosts are Meh, they're fine, but the yeah, story itself sure. is very good. I don't even like saying that about co-hosts because as a co-host, <laughs> well, surely they're not saying it about both of us. So well, okay, so the way you emphasize both <laughs> makes me feel like they would be saying about one of us, and I know you would never say that about yourself. So. Uh, no, I'll just think it and internalize it for a really long time, and then yeah. have, we. I do want to point out we are recording on Tuesday morning instead of Monday night. Um. And last night was the super moon and Hannah and I are both coasting on some real fever dreams that we are now convinced the super moon brought on. Yes. And I'm really having to unpack a lot about myself. Speaking of witches. <laughs> yeah, really. And shamans. I need somebody. If you are either a witch or a shaman, please come here. Uh, or a Falwell, really, at this point. I'll take anybody. Um, I take, yeah, we need some interpretation. We work. both had dreams of pure chaos, but they could not have been more different. Like mine was right. hours long of me messing up making waffle batter but then uh-huh. finding store-bought pancakes like thawed all over my house which is that's really your ultimate deeply, nightmare yes first of all that store-bought pancakes would even be in your house that's exactly <laughs> right. that would I never happen been, i have been buying these ego pancakes and my girls are obsessed and it is so it's your, you feel right you feel yes. like badly about having store-bought and not exactly. homemade yes yeah. the, the the cognitive dissonance that i'm living with was revealed in these dreams and right. i have never felt more understood of my own self but also i can't heal from it right now so that's right. my super moon experience <laughs> so. right. it's, it's it's all a, a lot of like well unfortunately that's just my mental state. <laughs> exactly. So, I'm like, well, here I am. That summed it all up. So I feel not at all rested thanks to that. And I don't have a therapist, so I don't know. Uh, but yeah, yes, right. So in God We Lust is one of my favorite things. And now it's back to your turn. Yes. Okay. So my next thing is um, the Shadow and Bone series on Netflix, which um, a bunch of you messaged me as well when I put up my status or my status. Uh, <laughs> okay, AOL. I know. Exactly. Um, this Let's see. Saturday was like a rainy day here. And so I sent the kids upstairs to have a TV day and to not speak to me. Mm, And I played this on Netflix and finished it all in one day. Wow. It was, yeah, it was a feat and I'm proud of myself. Was it, was it excellent? Did it deliver? (laughs) It was very excellent. So Lee Bardugo wrote, I believe it's called the Shadow and Bone series. So she wrote, I think, three books in this series and then another two books in the same universe. So I've read Mm -hmm. those second two books. That's like a standalone series, but a lot of the same characters. Mm -hmm. So actually watching the series helped me see what a lot of the... 
like side plots and issues in the second two books are talking about. Um, but you don't have to have picked up anything to be into it. I just, I loved it. It was such a good escape thing. There's eight episodes. Um, and it was a nice way to just kind of disappear into a completely different universe for a day or whenever you choose to watch. Uh, I think go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. As you say, except for two actors, everyone was like brand new to me. Oh, that's Um, great. Ben Barnes, who Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all of us will remember from Chronicles of Narnia when we were in high school. Um, And other stuff throughout the years. And then uh, I can't remember her name, but the teacher who plays the Quidditch coach in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I, I don't think I've seen anyone else anywhere else so i love that i love new faces it's a very diverse cast very um large i guess a very i would i would say from my perspective equal lgbtq representation that's great um so yeah i liked that a lot that's perfect uh well our saturday rain day rainy day saturday was not that relaxing for me uh because my kids this week have wanted to live inside my skin um i'm hoping for a change (laughs) this week but like last week they wanted to be inside of me and it was just a lot for me but we did get out and go strawberry picking at a local farm if you are local to charlotte we went to hunter farm and we love that farm we love the family who owns it um so highly recommend if you're looking to strawberry pick this year. Um, but when we got home, I wasn't in the mood to make like a strawberry baked good. Oh. But instead, I have had this New York Times recipe saved for several weeks now for this blender chocolate mousse. And I have made it twice now since this weekend. Um, okay. It served as a vehicle for the strawberries. Um, so if you're looking for a decadent dessert that's pretty easy to make at home and isn't a baked good, the... New York Times blender chocolate mousse is probably the best thing that I have made recently. Um, And just in general, I would like to give a plug to New York Times cooking. It's $40 a year. You have a certain number of recipes you can look at for free per month. But to get behind the paywall, it's $40 a year, which I have... This is my second year paying for it, and it is very well worth it. They have a. I was just saying, I I know you use it quite a bit, and I've used it a bunch too. It's a great resource. It really is. And I am very pleased with all of their creators. Um, so it's one that I'm happy to pay. So if you have free recipes available, I would start with that one. Um, also, the sour cream and onion chicken that they have is another favorite. Ooh, that um, sounds good. It's very delicious. So anyway, I haven't been super in a cooking mood, but that one is just done in a blender. So um, that's another favorite. Love it. Um, okay, my... Next favorite, I've got two more, is um, we just finished Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Okay. And so if you've been keeping up, you've also just finished. But I know some people wait until the end to watch through. Yeah. And Disney+, Plus, or I guess the Marvel machine, like, mm-hmm. absolutely cannot fail. Like, the way they deliver stories and they tell so much about society with, you know taking essentially superheroes and comic book characters. But I mean, even, you know, Stanley has always been that way or was always that way Mm -hmm. from the beginning. Um, And Falcon and Winter Soldier really focuses on like being a black superhero representing America and like what that means. And then what it's like for the people, like when the government is making decisions and it's only affecting like 
quote unquote the little people right right. um the the people like the peons and not to that feels like a weird way to say it but basically like they're people in a room making decisions that don't affect them at all only affect other people that have no say so the way they told the story was just so compelling like they their characters they they almost never write a character that isn't somehow compelling. Like there's no character that you're like, I just, that's a villain and we absolutely hate them for every reason. Like, right. Right. Usually there's something compelling, at least one compelling thing about it. So I love that. Um, six episodes. If you mm-hmm. want to sit down and binge that, if you're looking um, for another little bit of it's, it's like escapism, but also tells just a great story about America as a whole and about like people and what we're capable of. And then, the good that can come of things and the bad and all that. So um, I think I've asked you this before, but let me ask you again in case I haven't. Did you watch WandaVision or is oh, that one yes. that you will be watching? Did you like it? Uh, yes, I was obsessed with that one, too. That was an I mean, all of the spinoffs, I was like, oh, that's cool. But I wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait. Like the way it's like, you know, you build up to like a movie premiere. Right. Um, but everyone has been amazing. And now I'm very excited for the Loki uh, series to come out. In June. Oh, yes. Um, um, but yeah, WandaVision was an excellent way to, to talk about and showcase like grief and the different ways we process and move on and don't move on. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Um, I have, I think, two more, maybe three, three more favorites. Okay. I have okay. Three more. I've got one more for sure. Okay. I bet you can think of another one. I bet um, I can think of more. <laughs> okay, we are currently watching The Americans on Prime. It's not a new show, but if you are between shows and have not watched The Americans, I highly recommend it. We are loving it. And we have been through a string of like one season shows or mini series that, you know, they're six episodes long and then you're done and have to choose something different. Um, but this is five seasons long and it's been a nice payoff that we've been watching it for a while and it's not over yet. Uh Um, But it is, if you are not familiar with it, it is Carrie Russell, who I've always been obsessed with and Matthew um, and they are Soviet spies in the U S and just watching, I don't know how true to life all of it is, but you know, we grew up kind of after the cold war and I feel like even when we learn about it, it feels like, Oh, so it was nothing happened. You know what I mean? Like it was like, Oh, so we, talked about how we could go to war and then we never did. So it's fine. But actually learning about the the espionage and the spies um, and everything that went on in behind the scenes of the Cold War is fascinating and it is so good. And Carrie Russell is such a badass. Um, so yeah, we're loving it. Chemistry as well. I mean, because they are they are also together, but they are now. Yeah, but it's cool to watch it because you're like, oh well, I definitely see why they fell in love. I think that's what I said the last episode to David. I was like, I 100% see why they fell in love in the show because they're incredible. Right, right, and they do have great chemistry and like they, it's a great show. I watched a couple seasons and I would love to get back into it. Yeah, we're on season three right now. And it, it, just in the first season, I was like, I don't know how they're able, they're going to be able to keep this going because everything feels so tense all the time. Um, but they have and it's great. And even the, you know, they are Soviet spies who have raised a family in America, but their kids aren't supposed to know that they're spies. So to think about like moving to another country, but really loving your country, but having to raise your kids to believe that the culture they're living in is the right one when you don't believe it is there's just a lot layered there that they do an excellent job with right yeah yeah that's a good one um 
Okay, my next one is a new thing, actually. Oh, so, okay. Well, is, here I am bringing up all one old of the ones. First. Okay. <laughs> well, and I have been up until now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so The Nevers on HBO. Okay, fair enough. I've it's never not fair. It's like three weeks old. Um, okay. It's a new show on HBO. I will say it's like completely written, pre- created, and produced by Joss Whedon, who ugh, Ew, we don't like gross. it anymore. Ew, no. But I guess he made this before all that because <laughs> somehow he got just <laughs> greenlit. And, so, um, and somehow you are okay watching. <laughs> right. Uh, turns out I'm okay with it but again it's like all it's like very women driven and um i bet it is Josh. i guess right i guess that i am okay with it because he's not a uh, so far sexual abuser which feels no, like just a bully the best, and harasser, the best we can get out of you know like men in hollywood right now sure. so just tore like, down well, all of the actresses but he did right, right did you like violate them in any way then fine i'll watch your show <laughs> just emotionally um, but that's fine right did you did you emotionally stunt them well i don't then i'll still watch somebody but, was um, going to I, right somebody's going to it, it that's what i mean look at look at society um <laughs> all of that of course is said in jest all of those things are very serious but i um so i was disappointed to see that but I'm I was very excited to before I found all that out because the lead plays a small role in Outlander, not a very small role. She plays the sister of the main character, uh, Jamie. So she plays Jan, Janet, Jenny. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. His sister. So if you if you're an Outlander fan, the girl who plays Jenny um, is in this one as the main role and she's phenomenal. And I was really excited to see her in a lead role. Cause I haven't, I, she, I would assume she's been in more like UK productions, but I haven't seen her in a lead role. So that was cool. And the premise is, um, I think 18th century London. Um, there's like one day where all of a sudden, like a, several people, mostly women, but some men are like, get powers of some sort oh, like everyone gets a different power and they refer those people can become referred to as the touched and and then of course um <laughs> are they joss <laughs> right really really uh on the nose on that one joss <laughs> um but she so like the people who are touched are of course like looked at as like other and society is afraid right, of right. them and but they're also kind of superheroes some of them you know and then um one of them becomes like a mass villain who's like uh very much like you're like okay this person's crazy and then you're like oh, okay well maybe not quite <laughs> um or like maybe yeah. there's like reasons for these things um so there's a lot of twists and turns a lot of it does borrow or steal from <laughs> like some <laughs> other popular movies but places it in a different timeline and with female-led characters so it's like completely new so okay for that reason joss gets zero writing points for me because all he did was take certain but i mean it it it's, it feels it was very intriguing to me because I'm like okay how's this going to play out which characters are going to do right. what and I do like seeing like I said I really like the main woman and I like her um like companion slash best friend if it's a superhero movie like the sidekick is a very smart woman who's like very sweet and kind and like very like wide eyed and it's just kind of I feel like rare to see a woman in that role that isn't played as like the naive little funny that's a great point <laughs> right so yes. um so i love seeing that like she's like a genius inventor um and it's it's it is definitely like all different kinds of women portrayed good and bad in many different ways and th- those are always my favorite stories to explore yeah that's that is very true okay yeah well i probably won't be watching it because i don't support 
abusers, but I'm glad that you have come to <laughs> the fact that you do. It was um, like well into the second episode before I realized because we never watch like credits or oh yeah the the end credits or like the um, beginning. So I'm like, ah oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, one that I'm eager to watch. This is not a favorite yet, but it's a pre favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Hulu is coming out with Nine Perfect Strangers, which was uh, based on a Leon Moriarty book or Leon Moriarty, as a listener to oh, me yeah. pronounce. Um, yes, I'm gonna want to watch that too. The reviews of the book were very mixed, but I really, really liked it, um, which yeah, made I me feel that. like I was in the minority because it was just different than her other books. But it also features like scam wellness, which I'm very into. So oh, I am 100 um, people probably didn't like it who are into that. That's true. Um, but the they showed the trailer during the Oscars and I had forgotten that it was coming out, but it will be streaming on Hulu. Um, and Nicole Kidman when? is the star. Oh, uh, 100% soon. sold. Yeah. Hang on. I'll have to see when I it comes I hate to be out. this person, but I'm not even going to read the book. I'll just wait and watch the show. Yeah, I <laughs> like actually, I, like I, I did with Big Little Lies. Yeah. I feel like that is... May, I don't know. I can't decide. The book was... I Again, I really liked it, but I think the show looks very better <laughs> like okay. you know what i mean i think they broke through some of what about the book may have felt like it was lagging a little bit to really deliver the punches of the show and made it seem right. much more thrillery so i'll be watching that i think that it comes out next week i think oh um, well, that's very exciting but i'm super into it and nicole kimmon looks so creepy which this feels like what she was born to do so oh, very totally. into that i really I like mean, that she, she and leon are working together again yes exactly i mean big little lies season one season two was fine but ultimately i felt pointless i don't think that um, we even finished it the second it, season. It, it was pointless um season one was just art yes <laughs> like oh, it, it so was good. You, i don't know i could talk about it forever i just absolutely loved it so i am very upset because uh, speaking of other not favorite things um i've been reading more and more that reese and nicole do not get along and won't be working right. together again which is right. very sad to me because <laughs> they should be best it friends is, i know i know but well and even if you can't be best not. friends can you guys just put your art together so that like because <laughs> it worked out your, right it worked out really well like you do not need to like each other i am however reese and laura dern attended the oscars together so they are oh, for real friends, and that's worth a lot kill to me. me. Uh, <laughs> so, yes. Anyway, um, Laura um, Dern was in my dream, my fever dream oh, last that's night. Right. That's as right. Was, as was Lee Bardugo, who wrote <laughs> Shadow and Bone. Yeah. So well. make of all that what you will. And I cried <laughs> when I met Lee and couldn't speak to her because I couldn't stop crying. Well, so. also, funny enough, you didn't give Chris credit for recommending the Unhoneymooners, but got mad at her in your dream. So I don't know. You need to oh, do some real, right, some real school right. work. This will be my way of telling Chris <laughs> that in my dream, she, Chris and I had a glass of wine last week um, on her back porch. And then last night I dreamed that she was having some sort of problem and called both of my sisters-in-law <laughs> and my husband to talk about it and did not call me. And I was livid I think in my you dream. You actually are. You really are. I, yeah. I, I haven't texted Chris today, so maybe I'm still mad at her. I don't know. She'll find <laughs> out about, about it tomorrow. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, okay. Maybe this will be my last favorite thing, though. I have okay. others. I do but... have one more that I can make it even with okay to to really cover up that you are supporting josh whedon's work that yeah i don't want to end on that note i yeah, don't want to end really on that should note. not but um <laughs> okay my new favorite follow on instagram um okay. is oh, yes a girl named caroline chambers um she's a chef and she's a mom of two little boys and 
her feed and her stories are so refreshing to me. Her food is amazing. The way that she does her videos makes me laugh really hard because she makes it so simple, but also doesn't break eye contact with the camera while she's like throwing stuff in the pan. Um, oh, nice. She did a Q&A last week about motherhood and balance and um, work. I, in her, I all think the buzzwords. I said to you, yes, all of those things. Yeah, said, you sent me a couple. I, her responses were so refreshing to me that like, yeah, I do send my kids to school, her oldest. And she's like, and I feel really guilty about it most days. And some days I don't, but it's really hard. And it's okay if it's hard. Like it was just, oh, it, yeah. it was just so different. But I also really like her general, um, the way she's monetizing her feed. Um because she has created basically a virtual cookbook, essentially, but it's like a living cookbook. So you subscribe for $35 annually to her newsletter and to her feed and get one new recipe every Sunday to help make your recipe plans. Um, I haven't subscribed yet, so I will say that, but I really like that more yeah, content I like, creators, I like that model. Yeah, they're monetizing themselves, but in a way that is very accessible to people. So and um, she's probably not killing herself to do it. Like totally working herself to the bone. Like I'm going to put out three new recipes a week. Like she's right. like one recipe is what I will do. Yeah. And she like does that. other things like during the week, but it's always very um, accessible. Like, hey, get this sauce at Trader Joe's and here's what you do. And if you don't have that sauce at Trader Joe's, here's what you oh, can do instead. Perfect. But it's very much a mix of real food and store-bought. Um, and she is just very charming and very likable. So that Caroline seems, Chambers... That's, that's my vibe. Real food mixed with store-bought. Yes. Um, and she actually, she's coming out with a summer meal plan that she on stories was calling like a detox summer plan and then came out like she was not over the top. So Rachel Hollis could take a few notes, uh, was like, Hey, I've gotten a lot of messages that the word detox is pretty triggering for people who struggle with words. Uh, I try to not use triggering words around food, but I didn't even think about that one. So I'm changing it to good mood food. Um, thank you for letting me know. And she was just very much like, yep. Didn't know. Thanks for telling me the end. Um, Rachel Hollis who sucks can take some notes. Um, (laughs) So we're not doing our least favorite things. Otherwise, that would be on the list. But um, you can follow her at Caro Chambers. um, But she's great. Yeah, I will be doing so for sure. Okay. You should have already because I've already sent you a bunch of her content. That's true. It was a miss on my part. (laughs) Um, Okay, my last thing. Well, yep. Looks like I didn't actually. Okay, I'm following her now. I thought maybe I was going to come back and say, aha, I did, but... No, no. I already checked because I wanted to see how many. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, all right. You did your homework. Okay. Um, my last thing is that I've talked about this before, but I am finally starting the Throne of Glass series, which um, we talk about YA fiction and fantasy a lot. And it is that. We I think. do not. Uh, we do because you respond to me when I talk about it. <laughs> okay. So, suck it. Anyway, um, Sarah J. Moss, M-A-A-S, so I think I'm saying that right, is the author. And I believe this is her first book of that series. And then she has another series. So, I've just started it. um, And I'm, like, into it. But I will say, so far, I'm noticing there's a, a lot of that, like, explicitness of stating things right off the bat. Oh, yes. Rather uh-huh. than creating tension. So like super on the nose. Of, right. Yeah. Right. And um, so and it kind of like so far the main character, but it's five pages in and you already know she's like 
Wonder Woman, I guess. Like she's like amazing. And it's like, how many, how many times can we say that this character is amazing? She's really strong. Did you know she's really strong? She could easily kill all 20 people here if she tried. Like every, every other line, she's like (laughs) deciding if she can take out these people and deciding that yes, she can. Um, But I'm, I'm assuming this is her first novel ever released. So I will definitely give it more time you know okay, like yep as i would hope that anyone would give me <laughs> in reading through a first a first book um because that's just fair and i i, I am into the story so far okay. so, well, yeah, so that's what i'm starting throne of glass by sarah j moss awesome well or again mass, another one know. that you can just let me know how it is but i'm i love that for you yeah that's no great. no one expects <laughs> that you to be the one to read that so absolutely not but that's awesome <laughs> um also another pre-favorite that i didn't mention earlier currently filming and thanks to instagram i know everything that's happening minute to minute mm-hmm. is a real housewives all-stars special oh season <laughs> and, and i tell me how that goes <laughs> don't worry I will. So if you're into that, uh, you can follow comments by celebrities to judgy girls, watch what crappens, many Bravo accounts um, and get some updates as it's happening. So thank you, Instagram. And thank you, Bravo, for continuing to do the work and blessing my life deeply. Yes, exactly. All right. right. I think think that's it. I do notice you had to absolutely have the last word. So, well, I had just forgotten (laughs) and I want to give credit where it's due just in case uh, Andy Cohen (laughs) is listening. So Andy, (laughs) Uh, if you have something else that is a niche thing, like young adult fantasy, let us know. Okay, I'm niche? <laughs> it's not remotely niche. I would say for most 30 plus people, it might be. Okay, whoa. Let's just be real careful what kind of <laughs> things we throw out about people <laughs> publicly. Because again, part of my dream as well last night was that someone thought my cousin was my daughter. and My cousin is in her 20s. So... Yeah, that's a lot going on. There's a lot of layers. Okay, obviously we both need to take a pause and do some journaling and then and then read <laughs> possibly, possibly some therapy this is yeah. a lot of insecurities yeah there, there needs to be some couples counseling happening right now with you and right. me so um, anyway <laughs> truly we'll be back in two weeks hopefully we'll have resolved our own internal and external conflict but and uh, come in up the meantime more. yeah in the meantime let us know your favorite things and we will delegate who who of us will try them yes exactly exactly Awesome. All right. Well, in the meantime, rate, review, subscribe, listen to old episodes. Don't listen at all. I don't know. I don't care. Um, We'll see you in a couple weeks. (laughs) 